You are live. Skit stop. We are live. We are live. <laughs> we're we're skit saying. That's right. Manamin, manamin, manamin. Hey everybody, welcome to Into the Core Podcast. I'm your girl Linda, and you are live with myself and the amazing, oh so talented Kenny Allen, who's sitting right over here. Oh, oh yes, get stuff. Raise it up. <laughs> What's up, Linda? <laughs> hey, nice honey. Nice to I be know. here. I know. Hey, you know, you know, now that I have you here, I just wanted to you to listen to your work because this is how I do it. In the two five four. So I usually do my intro and my intro starts right here, right now, before we get to chatting. Proudly produced by the one, the only, Kenny Allen. Into the core. Get into it. All good things in Africa and beyond. That's right. We're talking about all good things in Africa and beyond. And beyond this, I got to say thank you to my partners, Nokia, for rocking and rolling with me since um, I started this podcast. It has been absolutely fantastic. And I really thank you so very much. All right, let's get into it. Kenny Allen. Karibu. What's up, Linda? How are you Karibu. doing, darling? Sawa, sawa, sawa. <laughs> sawa, sawa. Kuna matata. <laughs> that is such an American thing. What to, to stereotype it like that? Yeah, with a Hakuna Matata, especially with the with that accent. But anyway, let's 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 not get into that. All right, the Hakuna Matata part. All right. Well, all right. I'm so happy to have you on, and you are celebrating 15 years. I am so happy for you. It has been a journey, right? Absolutely, absolutely. This is a like a it's like a lifetime, you know, a, a whole different in my life. I feel like I've had like four different lifetimes broken into about 15 year pieces. So this is about, <laughs> about the, the lifespan of this this lifetime. So hopefully I can I can take another one, get into another one. Maybe from get the into place. it, get into it. Of course, you know, I'm you. you I let's first start because me, you and I, our lives intermingled so interestingly, and then we ended up working together. But you, first of all, in DC, let's talk about that part, like how you got to meet Amanu and M. Amanu was a person who started your journey into Ethiopia. So I want us to kind of touch on, on that little part and Harlem jazz and all that great stuff. So how did Absolutely. you and Amanu meet? Well, uh, I was performing with a singer named Wena in D.C., and Amanu was, was promoting this big concert. I think it was like 3,000 Ethiopians. And uh, Wena was like, can you open the show? Can you play a couple of songs? And I was like, 
all right, it's cool. And I just kind of did me. And it was like 3,000 Ethiopians kind of looking at me like, that's pretty cool. And so uh, he was like, do you know anybody like this guy who might want to come to Ethiopia for six months? And she was like, ask him. So, <laughs> like, you know, I had been traveling and touring with a lot of artists and things like that. So, but I had never been to Africa. So I was like, all right, let's like, like show, show me the, show me the return ticket. <laughs> and, and I can, and I can, I can, I can pull this off, you know? So I came and actually a week before I came here, I saw a documentary about Addis Ababa and it, it looked like a Caribbean town without the water. Mm. So I was like, all right, I can, I can, I can do this. And, and the rest kind of, you know, began sort of a real dope history, you know? So that was, that was the long and short of it. Yeah. And then you, you and then you came to Addis and basically, um, was, that was just about the same time that Amanu was moving back into Addis also. Yeah. And he started Harlem Jazz. So why don't you talk about that experience? Because for me, it was like epic. Like Harlem Jazz was just like Addis epic. I can't even explain it. It's like New Orleans meets Miami meets um, the Caribbean, like Ocho Rios meets, you know, if I'm to think about it. It would have been a great reality TV show, like, but that, that's, that's beside the point. I mean, it was kind of like I got dropped into the middle of something and was like, okay, action, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of just made the most of it. And, like, uh, I had this idea of Africa is, like, everything was like Nigeria, and I thought I was going to have this Fela Kuti kind of band with, like, 15 percussionists, and I just started getting, <laughs> like, recording music on my laptop. So I was like, yeah, we're gonna make these 10 minute songs of like 10 drummers like playing their rhythms and I'm gonna be like singing R&B over it. But quickly, you know, that reality changed and I, and I understood that Ethiopia was, was, you know, it was a very unique and special place that I, you know, and I sort of dug deep into Ethiopian music and, you know, it was really like the beginning. Yeah, I started getting my eskista on, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I, see you, I see you know what's up. I see you know what's up. Of course, man. I, I, but I'm just promoting. I, I'm, I'm just doing the, you know, the, 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 what is it? I'm just putting in the work as you talk. So keep going. I'm just like, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Harlem Jazz was like a place where everybody came and, and met up. You know, it was like expats. It was Ethiopians. It was, you know, well-to-do Ethiopians. It was people who saved up all their money all week to come out and drink a few beers. Like, and early on, I discovered, like, sort of learning Ethiopian songs was a very good way to, you know, bring everybody together. So I would never stay on a certain type of music for too long. I would mix it like James Brown with Mahmoud Ahmed, which is like one of the greatest Ethiopian singers. And it just just be this sort of like mixtape. I approached it kind of like a mixtape, like I just kept moving it. So that was very good. And, and you know, people really appreciate it for five years. Like every Friday, I never was like, I hope, it, I hope people are gonna come. Like people came like every week, you know, and lines down the road, you know? And it yeah. never really lost its, its edge really, you know, until I was like, you know, I think, I think I would like to sort of get back to, you know, the things that I, I was doing before, which was like writing my own songs. And, you know, it was, it was definitely a beautiful, experience it was kind of like i never played cover songs before i came here and which was like it's a very good uh exercise for a musician is to learn other people's songs and it, it really got me open as a songwriter and as a producer and that's yeah. right around the time 
where we started Afro FM. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That yeah. Was Af- intro that. that- that was that was that was amazing and um, yes it was a whole for me it was like a Harlem jazz mixture and then I met the Mahalits and then I met you um, and then Afro started and then that was a whole other journey that was so beautiful um, you know getting into the first English radio station um, that was amazing we were that we were batch that one <laughs> that could have been a lifetime in, in, within that this lifetime like. It was so so powerful, like just learning so much. And, you know, it was one of those moments where I said, I don't have to be like, you know, college educated to do something if it if it falls within like sort of the natural ebb and flow of what, what we do, you know? It's like, it was just like being on stage on the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, one of the one of the amazing things that I really loved about you was how I put you on the spot. And I, you know, the first, the first thing was like, hey, can you do the production for us since you're already a musician, you're already producing for everybody. So it was like a, a check, you know, going back to the bosses and saying, hey, guess what? We've got production, don't worry about it. We got drops, don't even worry about it. <laughs> it was like the best thing. I got my production chops really up because it was like, like turning things around overnight, like allowed me to like, get be pretty fast in other forms of production and like you know just that deadlines and things like that made me like be able to work focused and like turn around you know turn things around like overnight and that kind of thing so that really helped me in my whole production game moving forward like just to, yeah. to know my equipment and know the programs and stuff like that so that I, I'm, I'm super grateful for that oh that's dope um and then talk to me about, you know, you did your, did you, uh, you know, um, did you produce that? Was that your first album you produced in Ethiopia? Yeah, that was the first album I produced in Ethiopia, the 251. The 251. I still have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, it's probably one of my favorites. No, that's. I can't pick a favorite with you because your transitions in your album and the sound is always really different and uh, yeah so okay now you're you're just a bad a yeah you're bad yeah you're bad i I just been trying to tell a tell a different like a different like a different vacation like every album is like a vacation to a different place and i and i report about it you know life moves really like marking of time that's true. Was there, um, let me ask you the worst question. No, I'm not going to ask you. Sorry. <laughs> Let's just move past that. I'm All right. Scared. So, no, 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 it's, right. it's cool. Um, so after, you know, because then we parted ways um, after some time, you know, uh, 2013. 2014 2015 yeah because i was in and out of of addis so what you know talk to me about some of the um you know the work that you've been doing in addis and the things that have been inspiring you as you've been growing and developing and talk to me a little bit about what that development is and what it looks like yeah i mean actually 2013 was like a a a year of like reflection and introspection because in 2012, I had put out two albums. I had done this album in Paris, and I thought, like, okay, this is going to be the one. And I did another record with 
one of my homeboys, Drake King in DC. And I had these two really different kind of albums. And I was like, okay, we about to go, go, go there. And, you know, that was kind of like a time where the music industry was taking a turn in a different way. So I was a little bit disappointed. So I started really producing more artists and things like that. And I got more into producing music and I got more into fashion at that point. Like that's when I was really kind of getting my, my feet wet on like, creating pieces and things. A lot of it was for stage wear, but, but that turned into bags. And the inspiration was just like, I just needed some new, some new, new. <laughs> like I just needed to do something new. Like I felt like I was kind of not really being appreciated. Like I wanted to be appreciated musically, both here and with the albums I made. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and switch it up and like, create in a different medium, which is still the same to me. Cause I think like making, now I'm making bags and making bags to me as like making songs with leather, you know? Yeah. The inspiration is really like, you know, being in sort of hybrid, I kind of hibernate myself. I have a, my own little cocoon here. And so I'm just like sort of taking in information that's going on globally and trying to sort of create that reality from this perspective as an American who's living in Ethiopia and who's seeing the world from this sort of other window. What is, um, you know, I, I really admire that, especially, you know, where where you go um, and you're very, you're a very focused performer because there's a look and a feel, especially when you're going on stage um, to perform for people. Um, I saw that at Harlem. I saw it throughout, you know, when you were doing concerts. You had, you were very focused and you're very deliberate about why you're, you know, what you're wearing, why you're wearing it, the perception that you want everybody else to feel about you. You know, it's the energy that you, that you're basically spreading, you know, for during that night. Um, and I can understand that in terms of creating your pieces. You know, I, I can see that with you because even when I saw your bags live when you came here in February, um, up close and personal, they're so beautiful. They're so bespoke. They're perfect. Um, and your details, your attention to details are amazing. So does each bag represent like a different journey or, you know, what has that been like when you're creating those bags? I mean, I really kind of create things that I would actually use myself. And, and I think about how a person might dress when they wear the bag. You know what I'm saying? I think about what, what could a person coordinate this with? And I try not to make it too overpowering. And if it's an overpowering situation, I think about it with, you know, a white tee and, a, and denim, you know, like, so, you know, I really see it as a, like a snapshot into someone else's day. You know, or like where are they going to use it? So, um, you know, it's a colors, it's complementary colors. It's like, it's, it's, it's an expression, you know, I, I, it's an art based perspective, you know, I'm an art, art based fashionista, if you will. Talk to me about your production. I'm, I'm really interested in understanding your back end um, of, of working, your production. How, how do you source? How do you, you know, how did you find the artisans to make you your bags? Were they introduced to you or, you know, how did you handpick them? And um, yeah, talk to me about that. Like, like how it's been sourcing leather and, and the works. It's so exciting. 
Yeah, it's like, I mean, my main, main, main broham in this thing is, his, his name is Admasu Abra, and Admasu was a guitarist. And we had a mutual friend, and I was like, at a point where I was like, man, I, I would like to really take this bag thing up a notch, you know? And, and she yeah. was like, well, I, I know this guy called Admas, and he knows you, and he used to come see you at Harlem Jazz, and he's a guitarist, and he studied at the Leather Institute at Addis Ababa wow. University. So he came through, and like, you know, we had this mutual sort of love for music and this mutual love for leather. And like the first day he sat down, he was like, okay, I think I can help you. Like, I think I can help you because I, I wanted to make it very uh, streamlined. I wanted, before, uh, in early on in the days, there were sort of like individual pieces that were never the same. So I was like, my, my idea is definitely in more of a manufacturing company. So he said, okay, so he's an architect as well. So he made the first Undekin pattern like that was a proper production pattern, you know? So he made it and I was like, oh, this is, you know, I've been looking for you all my life, you know? So he had a, 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 a teammate, not a teammate, a schoolmate that also was a, a like a master sewer. So they spoke the same language. He and I spoke this musical language and then it was born. And then we started being a little bit more prolific. And over the, we first were sourcing from Mercato, which is the largest open air market in Africa, but that was kind of hit or miss. And then we, a couple of years ago, we started going to Batu Tannery, which is a, a very great tannery here in Ethiopia. And, uh, you know, I, I just pretty much touch and feel everything, you know, as well as our fabrics that we're using these days, um, coming from Burkina Faso, it's a batik, which a friend of mine's grandmother makes in her village with, uh, you know, a small cast of characters, you know? So it's a very, like, uh, everybody has their hands on. It's no, like, machinery going on except for, you know, sewing machines, you know? So I personally can say I touch every element of the bags up to this time, which is, oops, got a little, got a little excited. No worries. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a very hands-on, touchy-feely kind of way. DJ, just one moment, please. Um, my son is interrupting my podcast. Yes, yes, darling. Go ahead. This is our life. Go ahead. Yeah, uh -huh. so, you know, we just try to make it. And, and as of now, our pieces are really one of one. You know, there's there are styles of bags which we do over and over again, but we never use the same color combinations and, and textile combinations. And I just felt like that's cool because the whole reason why I started making clothes for myself is because I was on stage and I bought this jacket at one of these shops. And when I looked out in the audience, another guy had on the same jacket. So I was like, ooh, we don't want that. So I just really wanted yeah. to make something very unique. So people have it and they, you know, it never really happens again. So. One of a kind pieces. I think that's really important. And I really like the, the, the story behind it, you know, um, it, that it also has a musical, um, it has a musical platform, you know, seeing that you and your, your, your head, um, My business partner. Head, yeah, <laughs> your business partner, that you guys are both, you know, musically, like you said, in tune. I think that's really beautiful. You know, what is it like, I, had your team uh, grown? Well, yeah, our team grew a little bit, uh, but you know, we, we kind of got back, we got back into the core, you know, by the end of last year, so. You know, sometimes uh, everybody doesn't always go with your vision, you know, so you mm. have to be very cautious with who, you know, who 
enters your vision because you know not everybody's gonna see it the way you do and i think this is very important you might think oh we got an extra set of hands or we got an extra mind but if everybody's not having the same goal in mind then you don't actually reach that goal you're actually fighting internally so i think uh you know it's very very important i would say to anybody in business when you select like business partners and things like that is to really understand like that you both have the same goal in mind it's like any relationship it's a very intimate relationship almost as absolutely lover you know like so you know this is very important and this is what i learned in the last year you know I think that is really important. Actually, somebody echoed the same sentiment yesterday. I was on, um, I was on a Zoom speak, and um, the um, the person who they were in, that was being interviewed um, is a business person of one of the largest. Uh, you know, he's he's um, one of the heads of Bitco, and um, he was just saying, "Listen." If you're a 50 mile an hour type of person, you need to get somebody else who is 50 miles an hour. If you're a 10 mile an hour, you need somebody who's 10 miles an hour. Otherwise, your business just stops making sense. So, um, yeah, I, 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 that is that is absolutely true. If people don't see your vision, then there's no point in in even working with them. And it's not um, personal. It, it's not personal. It's just it's just no. it's a, a nature of, of the type of relationship, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so how has it been this year for you? Um, just let me just let me just talk about this year and the pandemic and, you know, your working space and and the brand. How has it been doing? Yeah, actually, a lot of things happen at the same time, which is actually really good. It's like maybe if you need an open heart surgery and you need a liver transplant, if they can go in and do both of them at the same time, you don't have to do two surgeries. So. That's yeah. how I would say this year has been, you know, it's been a, a sort of a, a refresh, you know, like we would, we could go two steps for, backwards to go four, four steps forward, you know? So, um, you know, it, and it's been, you know, I think for creatives, it's been a beautiful year. Like it's been a, a moment where you, you use creativity for survival. Usually we use mm. creativity to create, but I think the, the, the creatives that I know have, had to use that skill and that gift to reimagine the future, you know? So, um, yeah, it's been a beautiful, beautiful year for me, you know, like, and I'm grateful and I'm thankful for sure. Like, and you know, now we are, we, we are strictly dealing with, uh, online and, uh, we actually participated in a couple of uh, local artisan bazaars and things like that. It's, it's the perfect time because it's the holiday seasons and we are really, really excited about, you know, pushing yeah. forward to 2021 in a, in a brand new way. And it was like where I was a year ago, rewind, come again, and then play replay in a different manner. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. And, and in that year, we've been able to make better products. Like, you know, we, we, you know, we, we took some blows, you know, even internally, even amongst each other. There was a moment where I was like, I'm done with all y'all. But then I said, wait, <laughs> communicate these things because we're family. And that's that's the way I approach this business. You know, it's not really a business to me. It is more like a a family. It's more like family matters. Yeah. And, and it's a family business to me. You know, we eat together. You know, we, we vibe together. We make music together. And that's that's a beautiful thing. 
It is. Um, you know, this th this year for sure has opened up. The, you know, I, I had been thinking about doing a podcast maybe last year, um, and somehow I just did not find the time for it. And this year was brilliant because it just forced me to get into a space where I was like, I love being on radio, and since radio is not going to hire me at this point because everybody's getting you know, salary slashes and stuff like that. I was like, well, I could still carry those conversations, you know, thanks to all these online platforms. And um, as well as my brand itself, the core fashion Kenya has also had to have open heart surgery. You know, what are the things that I love? What are the things that I really want to incorporate? And I remember you telling me um, in February, you were like, make no excuses and do you mm -hmm. and you know and i think this is this is part of the living up to that all right so how you know now that you're in a beautiful unken space you know um um wait i have to first share the comments let me let me let me throw this back i really love this so um maito wanjiro is saying i'm enjoying this conversation um, Marie Willela, let me just push, let me put it on the screen, is saying, Kenny, that's a whole, Kenny. That's right. Ken is amazing. The quality of the product, the care that's put into it, the creative effort, it's such an elegant product. I, I'm with you, honey, I'm with you. Um, and yeah. she says, thank you, thank you for creating it. And guess who is on? Oh my gosh, hey, DJ Bunty. So he's like, hi, Linda. I had the privilege of listening to Kenny Allen's live years back in Virginia. He did different Ethiopian renditions. It was amazing. He spoke Amharic well. He still does, man. And his music was dope. It's still dope. He's amazing. You're right, um, Banti. He's just, he's like a hands down. Skit stop. <laughs> Gotta go into my skits. <laughs> um, no, so... <clears throat> one of the things now, I mean, like, what are you, are you planning out your 2021 or are you, um, you know, what are you, what are you, what are you getting into? What's, what's, what's the plan? Right now we have a, a very, very big opportunity that's on the pipeline or in the pipeline, uh, which I won't go into too many details, but it's a, it's a program which uh, helps uh, businesses like hours in the leather industry in Ethiopia, uh, learn and be accredited to, to export to the EU. So we're in the last, uh, the last uh, selection of that. So we, we pray in that we get into that. It's a five-year program. And uh, that would really kind of be a game changer because that's really how I see it, you know, is like being able to really get that guidance, you know, that professional guidance and that proper training because you know this is a real, this is a freestyle for me right now. Like, this is like just a passion project that just turned into like reality and PLCs and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm just sort of like praying on that and just hoping that that goes through so we can really you know get a little bit of like muscle behind the idea. Because even even when I first started, I remember Linda was like, "Babe, I love what you do." But the finishing is, I'm like, I know, I know, I'm working on that. Like, the vision was so clear to me, but I knew that I was still an infant. But I had already seen myself running around tracks. But I couldn't, you know, that's a visionary's perspective because only a visionary can see it, like, further ahead down the line. And I knew where I was headed to, 
And it's one of those things where I tell people, people always come to me musically. They're like, Kenny Allen, why don't you hook me up? Because I'm trying to be famous. And I'm like, you need to take them a thousand steps before you get to a thousand. You know, there's no, there's no shortcuts to that. So, you know, this is the moment, you know, we've been all waiting for. We've made our mistakes. We've fallen. We've learned how to pick ourselves up. We know how to dust our off shoulders. So 2021, I really want to just get that international exposure to the brand. Like, I'm ready for Al Jazeera. I'm ready for, for CNN to do African voices and all that stuff. You know, like, we're just really trying to get that media platform so that people can, can hear the story. Because there's a lot of people that makes, make bags. There's not a lot of people who have that story behind it. And, 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 and I believe it's a story because I've lived it, not because I've invested in it, but I've lived it every day. It's about what do I do today creatively that just helps me get you know, further uh, frequent flyer miles in creativity, you know? Yeah, um, I believe that. I mean, like, um, I believe in the power of you know i knew that you had your vision so let let let, let me first let, let me first um clear the air <laughs> I, I i knew you had the vision and one of the things that i really um that i appreciate about you is how you are a go-getter and you you once you put your eye on the price you're like um i'm coming you know it, it may take me some time but i'm coming i see you um, and I feel like that's exactly where you are. You're you are at a place where, yeah, African Voices needs to reach out. Um, Al Jazeera, I feel like, I feel like, um, what's, that, what's that show with Michael Strahan and all those guys? I feel like they all just need to talk to you because you I have mean, a very courageous journey. I'm already into the core. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm already, I'm already beyond those platforms. So yeah, I'll let you hear me. <laughs> Hello. Anyway, yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super, super, super proud of you. I mean, and let me ask you a question. Getting into um, the EU market and being supported by, by, um, you know, platforms, say within um, all these um, USAID. I remember um, Ato, Ato, Adisalemayo. You know, he was, he was super into really supporting brands and everything. Do you feel that in Addis right now, in Ethiopia, that you guys are getting a lot of brand support? You know, um, when you put yourself out there, are you getting the brand support? And also, it's a two-part question. And also, what is the customer experience, like the buying power of your Avesha um, clients, clientele customers? Yeah, I mean, we definitely try to make it accessible to everybody. And that's why we were appearing at a lot of like bazaars and things like that. And, you know, for somehow and I, and I don't want to and I don't jinx this, but somehow, even though we all use sort of the same leather, like somehow people recognize something slightly different about what we do. And I'm grateful for that. And it's not something I'm, I overthink. It's just I'm just being myself and. I think the, 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 this, this year's word of the year, and I'm gonna take it to the next three or four years, is authenticity. And it's about like really just being your authentic self. And that's, that goes across the board on every art form. You gotta be yourself. If you try to copy somebody else's vibe, you'll never be as good as the original. But if you are the best you, then you are gonna be the perfect original. And I think that's really 
where I am with it. And I think people, people appreciate my grind. I grind. Even my friends who get to be around me or who are around me, they see that I'm like, you know, I'm up at night. I'm burning both ends of the candle and I'm trying to like perfect it as best as possible. And I use every ounce of energy. When I go to sleep at night, I'm proper tired because I have lived a whole day and I'm ready to just turn around and do it the next day. So, you know, I definitely like want to make things that Ethiopians globally can say, hey man, and you know, our brand, Unbekend Made in Ethiopia, I always represent, you know, Ethiopia with that brand. It doesn't have to be made in Ethiopia, but it kind of goes along with the tagline. It's a tagline. Unbekend means one day. When I came up with the name, I was thinking one Kenny. Ken is the day. I was like, and I was, and I felt like I was made in Ethiopia, like the mob was made, you know, I feel like this is where <laughs> it really happened. So that is, that whole thing is a part of the, 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 the tag, you know, so, you know, I'm always representing and I'm grateful to actually make leather products in a place where they consume so much meat, because as a vegan, it's a little bit hard for me to like swallow that, but I know that nothing was, was slaughtered just to make my bag, you know, it's a byproduct, it's good for the environment. Don't mark my words on that, but that's how I feel, and I feel good about it already. Um, what do you think about fair trade practices and paying, you know, um, and, and for people to even understand that when they're paying for the product, you know, everybody else, um, you know, you're, you're contributing to sustain, sustainable livelihood, and people are getting paid fair, um, and you're paying fair prices. Um, you know, is there a back-end story to that? I mean, and what do you I, think about it anyway? I, I, I would actually, I, I'm actually, because I'm more of a creative than I'm a businessman, I'll spend my last dime to pay my employees like more than they, they would get from someone else. And, yeah. and, and if, if I'm eating really good and my employees are not eating really good, that makes me a pretty scumbag of a person. So, you know, I'm saying I want everybody to eat and I want everybody to come along and you know, there, there's times where I don't even pay myself just to make sure everybody's working. You know, during the pandemic, when I started, we weren't working. And I made it a point to make sure my employees were getting paid because they rely on us. And like, fortunately, my, my hustle is so wide that I'm getting money from different places. So I don't really have to like penny pinch on this passion project. Although I know it's an investment that's bigger than money. You know, you, you also invest in good karma. You also invest in, in good goodness, general goodness. And I'm yeah. a general goodness kind of person. Like, that's, that's my vibe. Like, because at the end of the day, you could be, you know, God rest his soul. Steve Jobs on his deathbed was like, I can't take none of this with me. So, you know, it's all about, you know, it's all about this, this earthly experience and making the most of it. And, and doing right by that because at the end of the day you got these check marks like damn did I do good yeah. by my people did I do good by the people who made me who I am or, or made this business who I am so fair trade is like oh I'm, I'm probably too fair almost. your <laughs> fairest I'm trade I'm the fairest of the fairest <laughs> fair fairest of the fairest I was just watching something with um, Tisha Campbell and Tashina Arnolds and it just it cracked me up just now when I said fairest trade I was like light skinned it all right um, <laughs> you're light skinned it with a trade business yeah, I like yeah. it yeah. Um, so 
I really want to, you know, I, I feel like I've experienced everything about Antken. And uh, you know what? Not really experienced because I know it's going to keep changing and keep evolving. So I, I am looking forward to that. Is there anything musically that we should be expecting from you? I just need like one more good heartbreak and then I'll be back on it. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I, need, I, need to my I need to get my heart broken a little bit. No, uh, you know, You're like Brandy. You already know. Like, you no know, Bra Brandy music. waits for like eight years and then her heart is broken and she's just like, woo, woo, you know, and we're like, ah, damn, that is a beautiful record. Meanwhile, yeah. she's like hurting inside. Okay. But I'm really, I'm really more about the production side these days because I just feel like a little bit more, I don't know, like somehow being a producer is a little, has a little bit more respect. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. people have a habit of, you know, taking advantage of the artist. But as a producer, you know, they're like, oh, he's a producer. So, I mean, beyond that, it's like, I just, you know, I've said a lot, you know, I have nine records that you can find those on kennyallen.bandcamp.com. And, you know, I've said a lot, and even where my mind is right now, actually my, my mind is like music without words, because I feel like I can paint pictures a little bit more vividly without putting my voice on it, because my voice can only really work in certain musical aspects, but my music can cross boundaries, and I can, and I can, and it's a, it's a more, how do I say, it's a more widespread art form for me to create music, you know? So I'm more yeah. interested in, in producing music these days. I love it. Any any um, any any bands we should be looking out for? Actually, are they I'm just local with, or both both lo local and international? I'm working with a with a, a, a Kenyan reggae singer named Nixon Omolo, and we, we're we're actually in the middle of a seven song. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> in, into I love the core. I know what. <laughs> so that's my project. I'm, you know, we plan to finish that up in the next week or two. And, um, you know, I, I really do want to make, make, you know, it's funny. This morning I woke up and I said, my ego wants to make music because I kind of miss the idea of like being in the middle of a record, you know, like I'm making a record right now. It's, it fills me to, to know that I'm busy in that regard. But, but also, I just want to make the next record I make, I want to make the record that I've never made before. You know, and I want to go ham on it, and I'm gonna sing like nobody's listening and dance like nobody's watching. You know, and that's the record I want to make, and I'm not free enough right now because my mind is in the business right now. But I would love to to get so stable with the business that I can take myself to some remote place and lock myself somewhere where there's water, maybe somewhere in Kenya, and just Absolutely. do do some crazy music I never made before, but heartful, you know. You know where you need to go? I have the perfect place for you. It is called Mara Raha, and it's in Lamu. It just opened up. My girl, Wamuhu, um, just opened it. Um, I think it maybe it's been like two weeks now, but that joint is sick. It is beautiful. Like, creatively, you know where you're just thinking? In my head, I was like, ooh, the fashion event that I could have here. Musically, it's that space. It's like... In, in a beautiful village-esque, you know, where you're watching sundown, you know, moon rises. It is, you know, ocean, you know, right in front of you. Anyway, that's the place I feel like you could go and just be creatively, um, you know, unleash the inner Kenny. But, oh, wow. you know, I, I just feel like 
it, with respect to people's creative spaces. There's some spaces that just ignite and and build beautiful stuff, and I feel like that's that's definitely one of the spaces. It's one of the spaces I do want to host. Um, I, I do want to put um, or create an installation, a fashion installation of some sort. So I'm definitely thinking about that, but I know that you would love it. Right. Oh, it's got Harlem jazz vibes to it. Put me, Somehow. Put me in. Put me in, coach. I'm, I'm putting you in the game. Watch this space. Watch this space. Um, so, now, are we done talking business that I can make some fun of you? Yes. We are? Oh, wait, no. Plug in your, um, your, your website so that we could get some sales going up. All right. The website is unekeen.com. U-N-E-K-E-N dot com. U-N-D. D. U-N-D. Antkin. Nde? Nde Linda. Linda's fluent in Amharic. I know. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to show that I, like, I know these things. No, take that. Did you take out. that Korokonch road? Actually, that's a thing, is that in life we should never, ever take Korokonch roads. Take the E out. U-N-D-K-E-N. Let's edit that. U N D K E N. Undenken. Undenken. Yeah. All right, let's go. There we go. We looks good? Beautiful. That looks right. Yeah, it does. It's beautiful. All right. I, I make fun We're of good. Um, so, what's up, salt and pepper? You know. You, you know what? I got to I got to say this though. I feel like you look hotter now than you did like when I first met you. Cause then you know you just had the young and the restless. They're like, oh Kenny, Kenny Ellen, wish I love you. And now I just feel like, tell me the kind of flavors that you're getting your way. Lie to me. Well, Linda, I'll tell you the truth is that you know, the the young girls think I remind them of their father. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and, the, and the older women know that I got some mileage on me. I'm not going to break down on the on the side of the road. <laughs> and the fact that I've I've been eating super duper healthy and working out every day, it's like oh look, it kind of makes me feel. I feel like I'm I'm exuding from the outside, from the inside out. You know? Yes. So, yes. Consider, I consider it going platinum. I'm going platinum. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But you look really handsome. You look really healthy. Um, last time you, when you were here in, in, in Nairobi, you cooked for me your vegan, um, your vegan food, which mm -hmm. um, you need to share some recipes with me because I'm just becoming a well-rounded person. <laughs> <laughs> good, and and I, don't, I don't feel like being well-rounded right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like I should just stick to the point. Stick to the point, stick to the point. But you got this, you got this, Linda. Mm -hmm. you got well, this. I I really love having you and I'm gonna have you again next year. Um, and for sure, you know, you're also part of a project that I'm I'm doing that is gonna launch in January, God willing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, everything that you do. I'm, I'm excited about your journey. And um, I wanna cheers to your next 15 years. Major cheers. cheers. Cheers, darling. To your next 15 years, may you be great. Maybe you be awesome. And let us know if you need our help. 
we're always here for each other. I'm here for you, and you, you're here for me, and I can't wait to get back to Kenya once this, this world cleans itself up a little bit. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to the beach next time. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, it's been a pleasure having you um, on the podcast, and I look forward to catching up with you later on. Yes, uh, um, Emmanuel, he is, uh, he's a vegan, a Kenyan vegan. No, yeah, I'm, I'm a different kind of Kenyan. Don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't say it. I know, we love our Nyama Choma. Um, um, yeah, but no, I, not, not so much me, but I could, I could do the chicken and everything, but the, I don't know what happened. We have to speak to my mom now about this, but all right, sending you love. Wishing you the best. And thank you to everybody for um, plugging in, listening in. Um, thank you to Nokia, my partners. I want to thank um, Crafted Nairobi. I see your brand. I see you. I want to say thank you to Itikadi for always standing with me. And of course, I look forward to working with all of you. Have a beautiful night. Mwah! And broadcast.